Hey. Hey, Matt. What's going on? Oh, not much. Just been busy. I feel you, man. Ready for another episode? Yeah. Can't wait. Well, welcome to another episode of From the Pitch Podcast. My name is Matthew Dotson, and I'm very happy to say we have a new co-host, Jay. It's very exciting. So, I'm glad to be. I'm glad that you're welcoming me on board. I really appreciate course. it. <laughs> I would want anybody else. Um, so, would you want to start off? We want me to start off. Um, you can start off. Okay. So, I will, like I said, I will do the Premier League and a little bit of La Liga. Um, I'm not very good with this guy's last name. Uh, Polichik, the um, American player who plays with Chelsea. You know, actually do not want to say his last name. Polisic. 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 He is uh, very close to a Chelsea return. He uh, he got a he had an ankle injury while playing for the national team of the United States. Uh, so well, it'd be good to finally have him back on the team. Um, as of last Tuesday, in two thousand two, sixteen-year-old uh, Wayne Rooney scored his first Premier League goal. I can't believe in two thousand two he was sixteen, and now he's coaching in the Premier League. Well. One of the you know lower uh, rankings. Yeah, the championship. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, let's see. There's uh, another team has entered the race for Pepe, the American soccer player. Liverpool has entered the race. Uh, Bayern Munich, Dortmund, and Inter and Ajax have also been interested in this kid. Uh, what can you tell me about Pepe? He. From what I've seen, he is like a clinical finisher. Um, he's only played a couple games for the U.S., but he's he's been scoring a ton of goals for us. Um, and so throughout Europe, that is the type of players most of these big clubs um, would need. And with, with Pepe's age, I, I believe like maybe 18 or 19, that's like a prime age. Uh, to buy, to buy them and to bring them over, and then they can get molded into, um, into their kind of their their philosophy and their playing style. Hmm. Okay. Let's see, Man City beat five one on Tuesday, so that's good for them. I thought this was interesting. The uh, New Orleans, uh, New Orleans Saints safety, uh, I forgot right now the first name. It was last like he invest, he invested in Burnley, so he is now a minority owner of Burnley. So that's pretty cool. That is cool. Um, let's see, Newcastle uh, is starting talks with Dembele, so we'll see if they can pull him away. I imagine with the money, they can pull him away, but we'll see. Yeah, and more about Newcastle. They just fired their coach. Yep, that was my next thing I was gonna say. Oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah, he he just, I believe he just had his hundredth Premier League game for them, and they let him go the game after. 
What a way to go out, though. You know, hit the, the milestone. You know, did he, did they win? They they ended up losing, but um, it was a good game. It was a three three two loss to Tottenham. Okay. And I think it was kind of kind of as a, like a farewell game. Um, so their coach is from that part of of England. And so he grew up as a supporter of of Newcastle. Okay. Well, since you took my next thing, I was going to say, um, I'm going to uh, Bukayo Saka. I guess how you say his name for the Arsenal. He will. Uh, he's doubtful uh, against the match against Aston Villa because he sustained an injury against Crystal Palace on Monday. He was forced off the field. Um, of course, you know, there's a whole bunch of uh, coaches' names going around Newcastle, but as of right now, I think the closest one is is ex-Roma boss Paulo Fonseca. Uh, they said he could be in line for a $6 million job to coach Newcastle. Hmm. Uh, I would not turn that down if I had six million dollars off. Of the <laughs> Especially just a coach, that'd be so much fun. <laughs> so, uh, like, hey, what are you doing? Oh, you know, it's coaching for six million dollars. Yeah, no big deal. Uh, <laughs> so Newcastle's new owners they will consider selling the naming rights to St James Park, but only if the fans will consent to it. Yeah, the um, I believe the name St. James is associated with a former owner. Okay. Um, and so I, th- the the stadium has been known as St. James Park for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like you said, if if the fans will consent to it, it, because you know how like people get attached to different names and stuff, and okay. um, so maybe it's a little piece of history that even though the past 14 years hasn't been the greatest for Newcastle, but maybe they'll keep the names. I do like where the new owners are just, you know, they're not just doing things like on their own. They're kind of wanting the fans feedback on these things. Mm -hmm. And they have to be kind of, they have to be kind of mindful with how they kind of approach things. Just like we were talking about the other, um, like one of our previous episodes that, they had a year long investigation yeah. before they could get actually buy it. So along with that type of investigation plus financial fair play, they have to be really mindful with like who they, who they buy and um, how much money they spend because they can get um, FIFA can come down and um, get them in trouble. Yeah. And UEFA. They don't want that. I don't think they want that being, you know, owners early on. So, mm-hmm. uh, Lukaku has been, he's going to be out for two to three weeks due to an, an ankle injury. Uh, they didn't know what it was at first. Now they know what it was. Um, this is kind of cool. It looked really similar, but Mohamed Salah has got his own wax figure. I don't know if you saw this. No, I didn't. Oh, dude, it's, I'll send you the picture, man. I'll post it on the Instagram too, but it looks, it's pretty scary how crazy it looks just like him. So, it's, it's wearing like a white suit. So, hmm. 
Uh, and the last thing I have uh, is Rashford for Man U is still out versus Liverpool with a leg injury. So now my La Liga news. This has uh, probably been on everybody's mind if you follow La Liga. Kareem Benzema is in a blackmail trial. Prosecutors have called for him to be punished with a 10-month suspended prison sentence and $75,000 if found guilty or 75,000 pounds. The case goes back to 2015 with a former French teammate, Matthew uh, Valbuena. Yeah, uh, Valbuena. with a from a sex sex tape, so that has been on Kareem Benzema's mind lately, and that is crazy. Yeah, I remember when that story came out um, a couple years ago. Um, it kind of shocked French football, and I bet. yeah, it it's just yeah, it was not like a. It was not a good light for both Benzema and Valbuena. And it, their careers, at least Valbuena's career, definitely um, fell off after that incident. Benzema's around that time is also when Benzema s- started to like play less and less for France. Mm-hmm. and But his club form was still there. Um, and, and was actually improving while he wasn't playing for France. But even in the back of his mind, this whole proceedings with his um, with a lawsuit and the trial was still like in the process behind the scenes. Yeah. I just I, I guess I just wasn't into soccer back as I am now, but because I definitely don't remember that. But you know, I'm that's crazy. I mean. We'll see what happens. Uh, you know, he actually didn't show up for the trial, but the, his former teammate did. So I don't know if that's going to affect him either. So, uh, Enzo Fati, a Barcelona player, uh, he signed a new long-term contract with Barcelona until June of 2027. Six years he extended. Can you take a guess of with his release clause? Fran Sufanti, um, is it five hundred million? Oh, you gotta go up, bro. Is it in the billions? It is in the billions. <laughs> is it more than a billion? <laughs> it's like one point two billion dollar release clause. Is this kid worth it? Do you think um, worth it? I don't think any player. Might be. I don't think any player is really worth a billion dollars, um, but kind of how the transfer market has been, it wouldn't surprise me that one day. Um, but it, it's just the, Barcelona's doing this just, just in the fact that if a team did have that type of money, they would have to have a billion dollars at the table in order to actually buy that player. Newcastle. Literally, and then would still have over $200 billion in the bank. No kidding. It's just pocket change, man. <laughs> um, let's see what else. Atletico's coach, 
ran down. You probably saw this the other day on um, the UCL game. Yeah. Uh, he, he ran down the tunnel without shaping, uh, shaping, shaking. Is it Kloops? Is it Kloops or Klopp? Klopp. Klopp's hand. But then he came out later and said, I don't shake, I don't shake hands anyway. I mean, you can still at least acknowledge the guy, you know, that, in my opinion, but, you know, that's the coach. Yeah. Well, during COVID, I guess he could make the that's gesture as it because it's COVID. That's true. <laughs> but also his team did lose, so he's probably uh, a little salty about that. Yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, Vinicius, is that how you say his name? But, Vinicius, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, he came out and said he likes playing for the best team in the world. I wrote this down because I'm very opinionated, and they're a good team, but I don't think they're best in the world. So, I think, I think he just said that because <laughs> normally Real Madrid is viewed as like the best team in the world. But yeah, you're right. Currently, they're not the best team. Um, in the world. But um, in 11 games, though, him and Benzema have been up. The last 11 games, Benzema scored 11 goals with eight assists. Benzema has seven goals with five assists, so it's good for him. Uh, the last thing I have are the standings. Some of these are kind of crazy. Uh, for first place is Rio. Ciudad, I did not see that coming. Um, the second place, Madrid, then Sevilla, Madrid, uh, Osasuna. Yeah, that's surprising. Are they just coming out of nowhere? Like, what's going on with that? With Osasuna? Yeah, they they're traditionally like a top ten team. Okay. At least the last ten to twelve years. Okay. Uh, Ray, Rayu, Rayo. Uh, this in one, two, three, four, six. Uh, Barcelona, the Betis or Betis, then Athletic Club, Valencia, uh, Espanol, Villarreal, Malacra. Mallorca. Mallorca. See, I don't want your players to get on to me. Elch. I think it's Elche. Elche. Celta. Celta. Cadiz. Granada. Levante. Alves. And Getafe. Yeah. Those are your leaderboards. And I think that is all I have. So the Wayne Rooney of Memphis is up now. <laughs> okay, hold on. All right, so this week was very exciting when it came to the Champions League. So I will be going over the highlights and scores of the UEFA Champions League for week three. Okay, mm-hmm. so um, Sporting from Portugal, they beat Besiktas 4-1. to one. Okay. 
Um, you mentioned uh, Man City beating uh, Club Bruges. They won five to one. Ajax dismantled Borussia Dortmund <laughs> four to zero. Um, I don't know if it's too early to count an Ajax team like that. They might be going to the semifinals like they did a couple years ago when they had all of the really talented young players. Um, but with the way that Ajax is set up, it's going to be like that going forward where they have a really good group of players. They go really far in a Champions League. And because they don't have as much money as these other big clubs, the bigger clubs will buy their best players and then they'll have to restart. Oh, so it's so, like, well, my thing about that is if I understand the club wants money, but do they have to get rid of the players? I mean, I know the players want to move on sometimes, but like. They. You know. See, they. See, the Dutch league isn't as big as the Premier League or the La Liga. Right. They're not even in the top five. Really? So, yeah. Wow. They're, the Dutch league is probably in Europe. Let's see. Because usually it would be the Premier League, La Liga, um, Serie A, or the Bundesliga. And then you have the Ligue 1 in France. That would be like the top five, and they would always kind of change rankings. And then the Dutch league would be probably like six or seven. So, like when it comes to money, all the teams in those five leagues would be like out of their league. And it's it's somewhat proven, I guess, in you know Champions League. Yeah, and it, it's just it's just it's just good to see because Ajax has always um, produced great young players. Um, some of the top players in the past, um, the past probably ten fifteen years, Z- uh, Zlatan came from Ajax, and so did um, Suarez, Luis Suarez, and. Um, they had Frankie Dijon. They had um, uh, the defender for Juventus. Oh, his name slipped my mind. Oh. Um, but yeah, they've they've produced a lot of really great um, players over the last couple of years. So besides getting rid of you know players, I guess they're most likely financially okay because they keep doing that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and. And they always qualify for Champions League, and so that also generates um, some revenue. And okay. in order to qualify for Champions League, you usually have to be within the top three of your league. But since they're kind of a smaller league, I think it might be the top two for them. Now, do you need? Do you get paid uh, to once you get into the Champions League? You know, like. I think you get paid after the Champions League. So then you can use it for the next season. Well, you know how, like, some teams, like, you can, uh, what am I trying to say? Oh, like, like, for, like, the next round? No, well, like, if you get into the Champions League, you know, do you get money for that, you know? 
well yes but it's it's how you get in is how you finish the year before okay so that's okay yeah so like like the tournament is going on all year round or all year long but then so is their their like regular season and so depending on what place they're in they're basically their regular season they're trying to do well for next year's placement in the champions league which is if you think about um like college basketball the ncaa tournament would be the champions league and then the nit would be the europa league okay. which is also another tournament and it depends on what place you finish in your league yeah um so yeah, it's it's interesting. It just gives the Europa League is usually kind of your fourth to sixth place team, just so that way they can actually um, kind of do like travel in Europe because playing European games um, is definitely a change of scenery, but it also shows kind of what the competition is like in your league. Right, and you kind of showcase that. But if you if you win the Europa League, you automatically qualify for the Champions League the following year. Oh. So it's like a win-win, really. Mm-hmm. Okay. So if if you finish outside of like the top three to f- qualify for the Champions League, you would automatically get a spot. Hmm. And then the same thing goes if you win the Champions League, you automatically qualify for next year's tournament. So it's like a a, um, a ticket like, on my. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay, next game. Um, it's Liverpool versus Atletico Madrid. Um, so this one got a little heated. So Liverpool wins three to two over Atletico Madrid, where Mo Salah scores two goals. Okay. Uh, Ke- uh, Keita scores one, and then Griezmann for Atletico scored two goals but also in the second half early in the second half he ended up getting a red card Uh-oh. Um, so he, there was a ball in the air and he went for it and so while he went for the ball a Liverpool player came in and then uh, Atletico Madrid player came in too so it was kind of like a sandwich where Griezmann's foot hit the Liverpool player and then into an Athletic player. So it was kind of, it was a really dangerous play. Um, and so he'll be out for either a game or two, depending on um, what UEFA decides to do. Because they review like all red cards and stuff. I was say, in, in like the average game, just like one, like one, um, regular season game yeah because it really depends on like on the intent or if there's like an investigation then they could bump it up to like three games instead of one oh i've never heard that wow yeah they just they just try to they're trying to cut down on the type of fouls and um yeah basically just trying to cut down on the the silly fouls and making sure that people the players are being held accountable. Yeah. All right, so 
Porto from Portugal, they beat AC Milan 1-0. And what's really shocking is that AC Milan is currently in last place in the standings, but they also are in the group of death. So who's in the group? Would you agree with the group of death? Yes, because they have Liverpool, Atletico Madrid, Porto, and and it's AC Milan. I would take my statement back. <laughs> yeah, it it's it's definitely the hardest group because Porto is usually the champions of Portugal. Atletico Madrid was champions of of um, of Spain, and Liverpool the last couple of years have been within the top three. They won the Premier League. I think two years ago and they've won the champions league. So they're, they're doing really well. So that's, in my opinion, that would be the group of death. Okay. So moving on, you have enter beating uh sheriff three to one. And sheriff is the, the team from Moldova that beat Real Madrid and actually, Sheriff is in first place. In their group? Yeah, they're in first place. Hey. So, Real Madrid technically has a better goal differential, but because Sheriff beat Real Madrid, uh-huh. they're ahead of them based on like head-to-head um, games. Okay. Yeah, because I've never heard of that sheriff team for them beaten. Yeah, they're uh, from they're from Moldova, so Moldovan teams don't necessarily make it to the Champions League all the time, but they're really holding their own now. And PSG, they beat RB Leipzig by the score of three to two goals. From for PSG was Mbappe and Messi had two goals. Messi scored the winning goal from a Paneka, Paneka, yeah, which is like a um, most professional goalies will will pick a side before the the PK taker sh- kicks, and so a Paneka is when the kicker kind of lobs the ball in very softly right in the middle of the goal. Hmm. So that was that was interesting to watch. So have you ever tried one of those? Um no, just because playing in college and playing like club soccer in high school, most of the goalies don't really move out of the middle. So that would be kind of a waste of a, a PK if you yeah. did that. But pros, they, they pick a side and they commit to it. All right, and then this is finishing up uh, Tuesday's games. Uh, Real Madrid wins 5-0 uh, to zero over Shakhtar Donetsk. And Shakhtar is from Ukraine. And they are usually... Um, it's either Dynamo Kiev or Yeah. Oh boy. 
to. We lost you for a second. Oh, sorry. So going to Wednesday's games, you have Barcelona beating Dynamo Kiev 1 0. You have FC Salzburg beating Wolfsburg 3 1. Bayern Munich beats Benfica 4 0. Leroy Sane scores an amazing free kick against Benfica. You have Chelsea beating Malmo, the uh, Swedish side, 4-0. to zero. Uh, Christensen scores his first goal um, for Chelsea. And I believe over 120-something games, Jorginho scores two PKs, and Kai Havertz gets um, an early goal in the second half. You, um, Sevilla and, and Lille, they finish tied 0 0. And you can, you can never count out Manchester United. Um, they ended up winning 3 to 2. Um, and this is after going down 2 to 0 in the first half. And uh, Marcus Rashford scores early in the second. Followed by Harry Maguire, who's a center back, and he scores a goal on the left side of of the box, and it was a first time shot, and that was actually a really really great shot. Because um, most most players would have taken a touch, and then that would have allowed the defense to come and block his shot. So that was actually perfect placement, and of course, um. The savior of Man United, Ronaldo scores the game winner in the 81st minute off a header. And Villarreal, they beat uh, Young Boys 4-1. to one. And finishing out this week's Champions League games, Juventus beats Zenit St. Petersburg by the score of 1-0. to zero. Are you uh, you excited about the the Champions League? You know, next couple games. I am. Yeah, I think um, right now everybody has played each other once, and so that just means they'll all play each other again. And so I am looking forward to some of these uh, rematches. I feel like a lot of these games have been close, and. If you look at the standings, a lot of the groups are very close. And so in order to advance to the next round, to the knockout stage, you need to be in the top two uh, positions in each group. And if you end up finishing third, the third place teams will go to the Europa League. Is that all you... Is that all your coverage? Yes. Yeah, that's all so, I got. I'm gonna ask you. I'm, not, <laughs> I'm, excited, I'm excited to. I'm excited to say it, and I want your opinion on it. But how about the Memphis Not a One SC boys, man? I'm really excited. I'm I'm proud of them. Um, because I've been I've been following them since day one. It 
it was exciting at first and then things kind of fell <laughs> yeah fell off the last year and a half now would that be because because of the former coach <sighs> see i don't i don't know um Sometimes watching the games, I didn't understand some of the tactics and maybe substitutions that he was doing. Um, would I have done things differently? Possibly if I would have, if I was in his position. But I don't know. I think, I think when Ben Pierman ended up taking the reins uh, towards the end of last season, I think he brought some a new a new look. Maybe it allowed a lot of the guys to have a fresh start, and they ended up kind of winning out towards the end of last season. And Ben Pierman has kept the kept the engines going really because he's got these guys um, playing really, really well. Um, they're playing as a team. They're doing overlap runs. They're keeping possession, and it's exciting. It is. I agree. Mm-hmm. So do you do do the? Oh goodness, I can't talk. I'm so excited. Uh, <laughs> did they uh, did they come out with a schedule yet, or are they just for the playoffs? For the playoffs, um, so for the playoffs, if they ended up coming in fourth place, they will have to uh, play the Tampa Bay Rowdies. Now, have we played them before? Yes, we've had we have played them before, um, and the Rowdies are usually a really good team. Um, what kind of trouble would they cause us though? Like, if we go down there, I would say we might have like a sixty-five to seventy percent chance of losing that game, maybe. Tampa Bay is usually top three, top five teams in the league. They're they're a very old team. They're well established and they're they're very good. But if they um, if they would win, or if they would finish out in third place, they would have to end up going to. Pennsylvania, and I don't know the name of the team they might have to play. I was talking with a coworker, and she was saying that that the team uh, Memphis 901 FC would have to end up traveling to Scranton, Pennsylvania, okay. if if they end up winning out and finishing in third. So are they going to play the people from the office? That would be amazing. <laughs> they can have Dwight in goal. I oh, no kidding. He can he can he can throw uh uh beats at him <laughs> as, the players, as the players as the players. But yeah, I feel like the one thing that needs to happen for Memphis 901 FC is more people need to go out to the games. Um the last couple months, really, um, AutoZone Park has looked kind of, kind of dead. A lot of people, a lot of empty seats. Yeah. But I feel like we need to 
people in Memphis need to get behind their team and show some support because uh, the guys are putting in the work and this is kind of what they deserve. Yeah. Our, our, our support and support from the community. Yeah, I agree. Um, so have you heard, I guess what you've heard, but have you saw um, anything else on Collierville, the Lady Dragons? Yeah, they um they ended up beating Houston by the score of two to one in the regional semifinals. Right. And so now they both teams will be playing in the sectional games. Which will be played this weekend. Um uh, Houston will have to travel to Clarksville where they will play Clarksville. Clarksville's got like four four schools up there and it's all like Clarksville, Clarksville Northeast, Clarksville Northwest. It's all like the directional schools and they also have Rossville. Rossview, Rossview that up there. But then Rossville's in Rossville. Yeah. Um and then Collierville will have a home game against Clarksville Northwest. <laughs> and so the winner of those games will go to state. So do you think the ladies have a good chance of winning? What, um, Collierville and Houston? Or like the Memphis the Memphis teams? Yeah, I guess. I'm yeah. Teams. No, I, I really do. Um Coaching, coaching the girls at Cordova this year, I think, um, and from what I've saw by playing Houston and Collarville, I think they're, from what I've seen this year, they're the top talent uh, for public schools in the area. And I think both teams are going to have um, a run at the state title. Uh, I really do uh, believe that. I know they played in regionals against each other. Mm-hmm. Now, could they possibly play each other in the state? Yes, they could. Um, I know a couple of years ago, Arlington made it to state for the first time in boys soccer, where they ended up having to, they had had to play Houston first round of state, and instead of playing that game in Memphis, where both teams are. They had to drive three hours to Murfreesboro and play. So, yeah, they could play um, first round, but it really just depends um, kind of how the TSSAA kind of picks um, the bracket for first state. But there is a chance. Wouldn't that be cool to have all, you know, just a Memphis... Uh, Memphis State Final. There, there are some. Let's see. There, so some other sectional games that are happening in the area. So Covington, and this is in two A. So Houston and Collarville. Um, they're in 3A. That in within soccer, there's uh, three 
sort of classifications. There's single A, double A, and triple A. And then in football, it goes up to like six A. So Houston and Collarville, they're in three A. So those are the Memphis teams out of three A. And in two A, you have Covington playing South Gibson. And another local team would be Millington is playing Dyersburg. And so the winners of those two games will go to state. Now, um, I haven't heard anything on Millington. um, What's the latest? Are they any good? They, they've been, they won districts. Um, I think it's the first time that they might've won districts. Um, probably within the, the the last five years at least because of um, they do uh, different realignments. It, it's based on school population and geography and stuff like that. And so I think from what I saw online, they have, yeah, they've first won uh, their districts this year and then they also won regions for the first time this year. So going to, to single A for public schools, you have in a sectional game, you have Memphis East playing Westview. And then you also have uh, Crosstown. They are playing McKenzie. So those are um, Memphis East is a Shelby County school. And Crosstown is a charter school. Um, but both of, both of those schools are within Shelby County. And so... That's awesome that we got some basically have teams in all three divisions or districts or sorry, classifications that are ended up possibly going to state. I like that. You know, just representing hopefully they all do well. You know, it's something that I kinda of always wish for. Do you want me to do you want me to cover the private schools? Yeah, I'm private. Okay, because we have we have two more um, Memphis uh, private schools within the smaller private school division. So you have St. George's playing a school called Silverdale, okay. and ECS is playing Nashville Christian. Okay. And if you want to kind of stretch it out, USJ University School of Jackson. They are playing Franklin Grace. So I know within um, the region for the small private schools, uh, USJ is technically part of um, part of like the Memphis West Tennessee region. Okay. So they they'll play a lot of uh, local teams, even though they're an hour away. Um. Oh, wow. So we have, so in the big private schools uh, classification for for girls soccer, you have three, yeah, you have three schools. You have St. Mary's playing against Harpeth Hall. You have Briarcrest playing GPS. And Briarcrest, I believe they won, they won state last year in girls soccer. As I say, they've been, they've been doing really well the last few years. Yeah, they they're excellent. Um, and then the other team, the local team, would be Hutchison, and they're playing Baylor. Mm-hmm. And 
if you didn't know about Hutchison, Hutchison is coached um, by Coach Clint. He is he was the former uh, CBU men's coach, soccer coach. Wow. So yeah, he's he's now at Hutchison coaching over there. Wow. So all in all, we have we have local Memphis teams, um, possibly all trying to go to state. So that's a good sign. Soccer's growing and improving, and um, and just we're doing well. We have teams, local teams, winning state um, in different classifications. So that's that's really good. Especially if a Memphis team can win it, um, we can hopefully the whole town can go out and support uh, some of these ladies this weekend. I would definitely do that. I would definitely support them, especially. Uh, I guess you saw where we got our own shop now, so be wearing. Yeah, I'm excited about that. Be wearing some of our apparel. I wouldn't mind throwing, you know, some champagne in there, but of course, you know, we got to keep it for the high school kids. Yeah, I don't think that would fly. <laughs> not, not, not in the states. Yeah. Matt, I do have a question. What's up? So I love the name of the podcast, but when, when, whenever you were planning on starting this podcast. How did you come up with the name? Like, what what's the what's the background of how you came up with the name? Uh, well, first I looked around to see if the name was taken, and it's not. And <laughs> that's important. Course, you know, yeah, obviously. <laughs> um, of course, the one thing that got me was well, they don't call it a soccer field; they call it a soccer a pitch. So I'm like, oh, that makes sense. So, what better way to say from the pitch? And have a podcast, so from the pitch podcast, it's pretty much it. It's simple as it gets, you know, because you know, just they don't call it like a, a field; they call it a pitch. No, that, no, that's awesome. I like that. Yeah. That's kind of going to the roots of kind of the sport. Yeah. Well, is that all you got for me? Yeah, that's all I got, man. Right, I'm gonna throw a bone at you. I'm gonna need to cl- need you to close this out. All right. <laughs> All right, guys. Hey, thanks again for uh, li- uh, listening to us um, here at From the Pitch Podcast. Um, come back, tune in f- next week as we continue to provide you guys with local, national, and international uh, soccer news. All right, guys. Here at here from From the Pitch. Have a good night. This is Jay Fozzie. And Matt and Matthew Dotson. All right, guys. Have a good one.